I want you all to know I've seen my share of matronly penises. <laughs> they exist. Hey, yum's the word. Haven't you heard? The yum's the word. It was started by a bird. My name is Robin. And her hair has lots of curls. Actually, I blow it out a lot. Two stories, some awkward. Like wetting the bed next to your boyfriend. Pretty funny and absurd. Like your boss tickling your side boob. So welcome all you nerds. And cool people, too. This is for everyone. Except kids. Yum's the word. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Yum's the Word. I'm Robin Gelfenbein, and at the top you heard fashion icon Tim Gunn talking about none other than matronly penises, as he does. (laughs) You'll find out why in just a little bit. Now, I have to say that that show was such a dream. I am still replaying so many moments from it, most of which you will hear right here on the podcast. First of all, the audience was incredible. We had about 300 people there. My best friend flew up from Charlotte for 24 hours to see it. My family was there. I did a moo-moo strip tease, among other things. And all of the storytellers seriously brought it. They were phenomenal, and they were so damn funny. It was such a special night and one I will never forget. I even made five ice cream cakes, including one for Tim Gunn. And then the last ice cream cake um, was selected by Tim Gunn. And uh, even though he said he loves all kinds of ice cream, he said he's partial to chocolate and vanilla. So I got him vanilla ice cream from Ample Hills. I got a new Belgian chocolate limited edition from Haagen-Dazs, which to die for. Um, And then then it has crushed graham crackers, chocolate-covered pretzels, and one of my favorite ingredients to put in an ice cream cake, donuts. <laughs> so if you're on a diet. Um, <laughs> I basically flipped off the audience at that point. Or as I like to say, gave them the bird. The Robin bird. <laughs> now there is so much unbelievable content from that show that we will be dedicating three episodes to it. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a minute. Okay, so on today's episode, first up, we've got Constance Shulman. Connie plays Yoga Jones on Orange is the New Black. She's also the voice of Patty Mayonnaise on Doug. And she's been in Steel Magnolias and Fried Green Tomatoes. This is our conversation where we talk about how we met and threesomes. They're they're two completely separate stories. Plus, she tells us a little bit about what to expect from Orange is the New Black this season. Hi, everybody. I'm here because of Tim Gunn. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So Connie is not on social media, as we pointed out here. But you are a very, very social person. That's true. That is true. So I thought we should tell them how we met. And then the most recent story. So many stories. There are so well, many stories. Well, okay, I'll tell you how we met. <laughs> and I'm pulling it out right here. Does this look familiar to anybody? <laughs> oh my gosh. I've got this one over there. Who knows what this is? Yes! 
Okay, so it was what, like two years ago? Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know what aisle I was in, actually. Oh, I think I was buying, yeah, probably some Aquaphor. Anyway, <laughs> in that aisle, and like you came up to me, was that it? I didn't go up to you. Well, certainly not. <laughs> I mean, why, why would you? So my friend um, Michelle Hurst uh, played, uh, she was a character on Orange is the New Black the first season. And so I told her, I see Connie in the neighborhood all the time. And uh, I said, but she's usually with somebody and, or on the phone and I don't want to disturb her. And she said, oh, she's a friend of mine. Go, go introduce yourself. So one day I was in CVS, Connie strolls in and I was like, hey. <laughs> I was probably a little bit more assertive. I'm like, hey, I'm a friend hey. of Michelle Hurst. And you're like, oh. And we chatted a little bit and then you came and did the show, willingly, which was wonderful. She did. She asked me to do the show. And I was like, yeah, except I'm not a good storyteller. So she let me read some excerpts from a book I was working on, which was really sweet. And then um, I saw you. We saw each other you. many times at CBS. It's unbelievable it how really many times is. I've seen her there. And then I saw her. It's, it's frightening. No, like one time I saw her twice there in the same day. <laughs> Like recently, it was really scary. Yeah, because so this just happened a couple, like, I don't know, like a month or so ago. I had laryngitis, mm -hmm. which for somebody who's a gift to gab is the worst. And I was in the grocery store and I was like, what are you, why am I seeing you here? Did and I you see said, you in the grocery store? Yes, and you said, why aren't you oh, at CVS? Yeah, Broadway Farm. Yes. Broadway and Farm. And I had just come from CVS. I said, why are we meeting here? And you told me, go to the clinic, get your voice fixed. So I right. did. Mm -hmm. And then I picked up my, uh, I went to pick up my prescription. Guess who's at the pharmacy when I show up? CBS. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? It was, and you were like, twice. Oh. And then I think you texted me saying your prescription wasn't ready. That's true. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do that. <laughs> no. 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 No, I know. Right? Didn't you? I it did. I forgot I did that. Yeah. I totally did that. Right, right. So anyway. We, so we, here text I am each, we text each other pictures of receipts. I'm like, receipts for days. And you know what's weird? There is a CVS right across the street. Yeah. And We're going to take a picture. And she's going to be there right after the show. Oh, my God. It's so, so All right. Well, we'll just let them fly. I don't care. Your hands are freezing. Um, okay. <laughs> That's okay. So um, I wanted to talk about the picture that you sent me. So let's take a look at that. Oh, oh yeah. So how adorable. Right? Look Isn't at that punum. So sweet, but tell me what your husband did. No, okay. Well, my husband's in the picture with me. <laughs> and we did not know each other. That was kindergarten. No, and we did not know each other then. But he, he is a master of photoshopping, and he found his kindergarten picture and mine, and then he stuck them together. And he changed the color, because I was actually, I was wearing a red dress, and he was wearing oh, really? a blue sweater. Isn't that oh, weird? Yeah. I don't know why he did that. So he, <laughs> he changed the color, and, and, and then he sent that as a Christmas card one year. That's and good. I didn't know about it, but he oh, did. Didn't? No. When did Isn't you find out? Isn't that sweet, though? Well, I mean, you know, after people were like, oh, what a cute right. Christmas card. So anyway, yes, yeah, so that's us. That's Still married. How many years? A long time. 17 years. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. Mazel, mazel. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Um, I wanted to, I know Orange is the New Black is coming back very soon. I have a, uh, a uh, fellow Orange actor there, Kamiko Glenn. She plays Brooke Silva. <laughs> I think it's Ju June 9th, is that right? I think so. June 9th. It's going to be, it, it is an off the wall season. Really? Yes. So get ready. Any, okay. any more threesomes for Yoga Jones? Any more what? Threesomes? <laughs> oh, threesomes. No. No, no, no. There are no more. Th <laughs> no, I was like, Connie, you're a very different person than the one I know at CVS. Well, that was a very scary scenario because I actually had known um, Blair Brown for many, many years. And our paths kept crossing over like, oh, I don't know, 30 years. She used to be on that show, what was it called? Um, Days and Nights of Molly Dodd. Days and Nights of Molly Dodd. And um, I played her cousin Bonnie on there. And, um, and then we did like a movie of the week or something. I mean, it was really strange. And then she came on to Orange as Judy King. And um, I got a text message from one of the producers. And that never happens unless you're getting fired <laughs> or you're going to be naked and they're asking your... You know, they're letting you know ahead of time. <laughs> and I'm with my daughter, who's also here. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a little plug for her. Um, her show, a Stephen King series called The Mist, is coming out June 22nd. Is that what, um, is that what she was shooting in Nova Scotia yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Um, so um, anyway, um, so I get a text message from uh, the producer. And I'm with my daughter, and I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't good at all. And I text her back and said, are you killing me off? Or um, do you think I'm not wearing clothes in one of the scenes? Because neither one is happening, as far as I'm concerned. And she texted back and said, no, no, just um, take a look at the script ahead of time of everybody else getting it. And that's, you know, so I'm like, oh no. And so I think my daughter read it and she's like, you know, we're walking down the street, probably at CVS when I did that. <laughs> sure, I saw you. Where were you that day? <laughs> you know, looking at it and she's like, oh, uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> and it was like, what, what is it? And then I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Um, and so uh, I didn't see Blair until the day we got together to do this, this scene. And I wished I'd had her number so I could have, you know, kind of broken the ice a little bit and said, oh, this is going to be, <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we showed up that day. And, um, uh, and there was this guy, of course, who was in it with us. And um, a new director that I'd never met before. And we were like, really just let's, uh, you know, just to show you what we were trying to pull off. Come here. Am I going to make out with you We right were now? trying this for a long time. Mm -hmm. It was like, sort of like. <laughs> you were doing what I was doing. So that was good. That was good. 
So there was a lot of space like between any body parts, and um, you know, and we thought we'd get away with that for a while. And then we tried that about ten different takes, and then somebody said cut, you know, or a rap or something, or we thought we heard that, and we all ran away. And then we got a call to come back onto set, and the director's like, you know what? This is orange is the new black. That ain't gonna go. That's not gonna cut here. You gotta go for it. So we all had a little huddle, and we're like, let's really go for it one time. <laughs> That's all we're doing. And so we did, and we finished, and Blair's like, you know, tell the kids hi. See ya. <laughs> and we just ran as fast as we could in the other direction. I haven't spoken to her since. <laughs> Um, before I have you read the Mad Libs, I'm just curious to know, are there any, um, anything you can tell us about the new season besides the fact that it's cray-cray? Oh, I can, I can say this. Mm -hmm. I'm in it. <laughs> that was, I was going to ask you that, too. Yeah, Kamiko's in it. Wonderful. It takes place over 72 hours, three days. Oh, wow. Three days. Three very, very intense days. Well... Yeah. There was okay, a so that's a little something. That's good. All right. Okay, good. let's get to the Mad Libs. All right, let's do this. So I um, just want you to read the title and then take it away, and I'm going to pour our Zima while you do that. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. Okay, Zima. Yeah, no, I want to. Okay, so wait. The title's G Thanks? Yep. Is that it? Uh, and also, let me preface this. Um, the, all the, um, this is the happy birthday version of a Mad Libs book. So it has to do... Oh, yeah. So that's, you'll see. Okay, who wrote the answers in? They have Katie, she has got impeccable like, handwriting. Perfect. Print. That's unbelievable. Okay, are, are we ready? Should I do it? Are y'all ready? Okay. All right, so the title is G Thanks. Okay. So you wanted a brand new cow for your birthday, but your friend Tim Gunn got you a matronly penis instead. Bummer. Bummer on that one. Here is some sublime advice on what to do. Don't pout and throw a hissy vestibule. <laughs> Keep your bubbly feelings a secret. Instead, put a smile on your... Somebody left out a part of the body. Elbow? Elbow? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Instead of instead put a smile on your elbow and say, Thank you. I've always wanted a repulsive priest. <laughs> Check the package for a whoopee cushion receipt. Then take the we got a receipt over there. Then take the present back to the store and exchange it for the nun you wanted all along. <laughs> Just don't tell Tim Gunn. <laughs> Give the slippery present a chance. Try squeaking with it. You might actually find you like it better than any of the other angular nips you received. <laughs> That's amazing. Let's toast with <laughs> What is that, really, do you think? It's a malt beverage. That's how they describe it. I mean, it's in Chinese it on the label, so I don't... Is this gluten-free? 
I'm sure it's not gluten-free. I, but I don't, I, I honestly have no idea. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. See you at CBS. Connie Schulman, everybody. I used to work at CVS in high school. I'm so loyal, it's ridiculous. I worked in the pharmacy, and um, I remember thinking I had a pretty cool job because when I went to high school, not, not a lot of people were on birth control, and so I remember girls would come in and I would tell my friends in course, and be like, oh my God, you guys, Lori DiBattista's on the pill. <laughs> I got so much scoop at CVS. So much scoop. That was my darling neighbor, Connie Shulman, with her CVS receipts. My sister, Lori, who was at the show, came up with the funniest thing. She wanted to know if Connie's initials were CVS, because her name is Connie Shulman. And it turns out they're not, but she is considering changing her middle name to Van, so she could be CVS. All right, you can't find Connie on social media, but you can find her at CVS, of course. And on season five of Orange is the New Black, premiering Friday, June 9th on Netflix. Speaking of Orange, it was so fun to have Kamiko Glenn in the house that night. She plays Brooke Soso on Orange. And we've got a little video of her telling us what she thought of our show on our Twitter feed. You can check that out at Yum's The Word Show. Next up is Tim Gunn. Tim is the Emmy Award-winning co-host of Project Runway, which is about to enter its 16th season on Lifetime. He's a New York Times best-selling author, the voice of Bailiwick on Sophia the First, the chair of the Department of Fashion Design at Parsons, and he's an absolute mensch. Tim told a few stories that we'll be featuring over the next few episodes, and he did a little interview with me that we'll be sharing as well. Here's a little taste of our conversation, including us doing a shot of Zima, naturally, and talking to Pink Magic Jesus. Pink Magic Jesus, if you haven't seen, is a magic eight ball of sorts that's Pepto-Bismol pink, and it looks like a large dildo. Cheers, Lakaya. Connie, if you have to do any more of those lurid scenes... Just bring some Zima. (laughs) Actually, that's really awful. I drank it like crazy in college. I I don't remember it being like this. I don't remember it being that sweet. Really? I thought it had more of a punch, like champagne. Right. (laughs) The champagne of bottled beers. That's right. That is not. I think it's... What did Gaster say? It was like Sprite? Yeah, it's the Sprite of bottled beers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind it, but I also drank it a lot in college, so I, I, I also drank wine cooler. Well, it's so. not undrinkable. No, it's not. But, but I would not. like more of a buzz. Yeah. Well, give us some time. <laughs> have, have a seat, Tim. All right. Do you have a question for magic, Pink Magic Jesus? I'm gonna have Is a it disrespectful to ask Jesus a question? No. And believe me, my uncle's extremely liberal, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I know, right? Wherever I stick this thing is not going to look good. Should it be something personal or existential? Both. Oh, I've got a question. Will any of us survive the current presidency? 
Jesus, don't disappoint us. I'm betting July 4th it'll all be over. Independence Day. Yes! Well put. All right, so I have to look under Jesus's robe for the answer. And it's a, it's a little hard to read, so well, bear with me. the current president would love looking under Jesus's robe. That's what she said. Yes. What does it say? Jews for Jesus. Yes, will we survive? Oh, no. No, Jesus, don't disappoint. What does it say? I still love you. That isn't good news. Oh, no. I just talked into Pink Patrick Jesus like he was a microphone. That's not good news. No, but this is hexagonal, so there's another answer that says believe. Okay. So we'll go, we'll go with that. We'll go with believe. Thank God, literally. Yes. I cannot wait to have him back on the show. In fact, I'm thinking we'll do an evening of Tim Gunn stories, and we'll call it Guns the Word. In the meantime, here's the first story that he told that night. It is a very juicy tale about the one thing he's seen in fashion that he will never forget. Connie, I have to tell you, you did such a fabulous job with the Mad Libs, and I want you all to know... I've seen my share of matronly penises. <laughs> they exist. So Robin and I had a little caucus about what, what I would speak about tonight. And I'm going to stray from it, but I'll tell you what I said to Robin. Robin doesn't know this yet. Um, I said that I really wanted to talk about how I got into fashion because people ask me this question all the time. When did you decide you wanted to be part of the fashion world? Well, I never did. It actually came after me and it was when I was teaching at Parsons and I was also an administrator and I was handed the mantle of acting chair of the Department of Fashion Design and I had to go on a huge, gigantic learning expedition. It's like going back to graduate school. But I'm going to segue from that, at least I've given you a little bit of a context. I'm going to segue from that because I was inspired by what Robin said about basically fashion magazines and her antipathy or ambivalence or disdain. Um, and the other side of this, and it's certainly not inspiration, it's a bit of a skull and crossbones, is that a mere block from where we are is the townhouse of Anna Wintour. And I have some Vogue stories. Robert Rourke, who is, and I, maybe he st still is, but this was a number of years ago. Robert Rourke is a journalist at the New York Post. And he was writing a cover story for the Sunday TV Guide about the new season of Project Runway. So he was interviewing me, he was interviewing Heidi, um, he was interviewing Nina, and, and then Michael Kors was still with us. And during my interview with Robert, he asked me, what is the one thing you've seen in fashion that you'll never forget? And I said, oh, no contest, that's easy. It was watching Anna Wintour being carried down five flights of stairs from a fashion show. And that's what I said, very matter-of-fact, just the facts. I wasn't editorializing. I said nothing about her character, just that. Well, that's exactly what he printed. 
So this was on Sunday. On Monday morning, I'm teaching. I get back to my office, chair of the, I'm no longer acting, I'm now chair of the Department of Fashion Design. And this is the olden days when you had one of those while you were out little post-its. <laughs> and it said, Anna Wintour called. <laughs> well, I picked it up. I went to the front desk of the office and I said, very funny. And the person at the front desk said, no, 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 no. She really did call. I said, she called or someone called for her? Well, someone called for her, but they said, you need to call her back. These are allergies, or at least I'm starting to weep. Really, this story makes my bladder weak. Still, it's been years. So... I have to tell you, I had only met her once before. I'd only met her once. And it was at a Parsons Fashion Benefit. She was the guest of Marc Jacobs, um, whom we were honoring. And I'm, since I was the chair of the department, and in some ways the de facto host of the event, I went up to her to say hello. <laughs> there would have been more animation at Madame Tussauds. Truly, I, I think she may have raised a finger, which meant leave. So I did leave. So I'm looking at this while you were out, and I'm thinking, when can I call when I can be fairly assured that she won't be in her, in her office? So I thought, she probably takes a leisurely lunch. It's probably on the later side. I'll call it 1.45. And I did, and she was out. So I, huge, huge sigh of relief. But someone else picked up the phone. It was a gentleman by the name of Patrick O'Connell, McConnell, sorry. Patrick McConnell, who was the director of, of communications for Vogue. And he said, Miss Wintour demands that you have the Post print a retraction. And I said, a retraction? That would imply that the story isn't true. He said, well, it's not true. I said to myself, Tim Gunn does not make stuff up. <laughs> so I said, well, it is true. And fortunately, I keep all of my diaries, at least I used to before everything went digital. Um, in fact, yes, if I get one of those ransomware messages, I'm going to be in big trouble. Um, so I, I, I have Patrick on the phone. I open up my, my diary to this particular year, and I said, September 9th, noon, Metropolitan Pavilion, Peter Som show. Oh With each declaration, Patrick says, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I don't make stuff up. If you make things up, then you have to remember what you said, and my memory's too poor for that. So end of conversation. It's, I think it's over. Tuesday. Another call, this time from Patrick. And this is how the call began. Oh, I need to give you more of a context about what I saw, sorry. Um, I'm exhausted from sitting here laughing for the last two hours. <laughs> so here's the story. Anna Wintour will not ride in an elevator with mere mortals. I'll begin the story that way. This fashion show at the Metropolitan Pavilion on 18th Street was on the fifth floor. 
I was going to the show, Peter Soms of Parsons alum, we're very loyal to our, our alumni. I was going to the show with some Parsons colleagues and we were speculating, knowing where Peter's show was, how Anna Wintour was not going to ascend. That would have been easy. She just gets in the elevator, her staff block everyone else, but how was she going to descend? Because there was going to be a mad cr crush for the elevators. So we have standing room, we're watching. Um, she's seated between two bodyguards. The show is about to begin. They say, ladies and gentlemen, please uncross your legs. They don't want the models tripped up, and of course she's in the first row. Does she uncross her legs? No, but that's standard. There's nothing unusual about that. So the show ends, and whoosh, she is gone. So my colleagues and I, just out of pure curiosity and wanting some good gossip, rushed to the, to the elevator vestibule to see what's going on, who's being knocked down to get her into the elevator. Well, no one was being knocked down because the two bodyguards made a fireman's lock and she sat in it and they whooshed her down this gigantic industrial stairwell where you could see all the way down. And I wanted to know, well, when they get to the first floor, are they going to put her down or are they going to take her that way out to the car? <laughs> they took her that way out to the car. She was slid into the back seat. Now, I could have told Robert Rourke all of that, but I didn't, it was just the facts. So, the following day, Tuesday, Patrick McConnell calls again and he's, this is the opening line of the conversation. I'll have you know that Miss Wintour knows how to work a Manolo. <laughs> yes, she could have taken those stairs. I said, this was not a matter of being uncomfortable or uh, feeling awkward or insecure in a pair of Manolo Blahniks. This was a matter of speed. And those bodyguards were going to get her down the stairs much quicker than she could have possibly done on her own. So once again, I hear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> so I said, if you, want, if you want an apology from me, it would be the following. I apologize for implying that Miss Wintour does not know how to work a Manolo. <laughs> she does. So, end of conversation. I think it's over. It's not. <laughs> the next day, he calls again and he says, well, lawyers are going to have to become involved. And I said, good, because it means we can no longer talk to each other. Our lawyers will have to talk. So I'm in a lather about the whole thing. And I had a meeting with the then I'm giving some of it away since I've been served papers by a lawyer saying I can never mention this man's name again in the context of the story. <laughs> That's what that skull and crossbones a block away does to people. So, anyway, I'll tell you, it was a big fashion executive who happened to have been at Peter Som's show. So, I did, I, he, did, he looked at me and asked, what's wrong with you? And I said, oh my God, what I've been going through, it's been horrible, and... Uh, well, what was it? So I told him the story. He said, I was there. I saw it. <laughs> so he picks up the phone. He calls Patrick and he says, this is so-and-so. I'm corroborating Tim's story. I was there. I saw the whole thing. So silence. 
I decided to take the high road. I called my florist. I said, I need a spectacular flower arrangement for her. And I, I ran over with my personalized stationery, a handwritten note. And I was very careful in this note not to, not to uh, self-flagellate or, or even apologize. I said, I, I never intended for this to upset you. And whatever. But it was not my intention. So I was describing this to my colleagues at Parsons, this beautiful arrangement. And they said, oh, that's lovely. All white. It means peace. I said, yes, it does. But in Asian cultures, it means death. Oh, that story is so good. I cannot say enough about Tim and his stories. He was such a delight to have on the show. He is so kind, gracious, easy to work with, clever, and an absolute riot, as you just heard. In the next few episodes, you'll hear the funny story about how we met, another crazy Vogue story, and so much more. In the meantime, you can find Tim on Twitter and Instagram at Tim Gunn. That's with two N's. And you can see him on the 16th season of Project Runway this August. Okay, our next show is only a couple of weeks away on Thursday, June 22nd at Le Poisson Rouge. The show actually starts a little bit later than normally, where the doors are at 8 and the show starts at 8.30. The theme of the night is one of my very favorites. We've only done it once before. Mr. Softy, Awkward Sex Stories. We've got 29-time Moth Story Slam winner Matthew Dix, New York Times bestselling author Cambry Cruz, her husband, who's had stand-up comedy specials on Netflix and Comedy Central, Christian Finnegan, and more. You can get tickets and details for that on our site at yumsthewordshow.com. Also, if you like what you hear on our podcast, whether it's this episode, and we know you're going to love this one, or previous ones, please give us a quick rating and review on iTunes. Why do I always want to say iTunes? It's like our podcasts go to die. No, no, keep it alive, keep it alive. It'll help boost our rating and let others know about it. Here is an awesome recent review we got from Blue Chucks. And Blue Chucks says, This podcast is like sneaking downstairs to listen to all the eccentric guests at your parents' cocktail party after they told you to go to bed. I think that's pretty accurate. What do you think, Alex? I love that review. Isn't that the best? That's awesome. Yeah, it's so, so spot on. So thank you, Blue Chucks. We love it. And finally, if you or your organization would like to learn how to tell your own story, check out our Storytelling Fun 01 workshops. You can find info for all of that on our site at yumsthewordshow.com. The stories you just heard were recorded live at Le Poisson Rouge in New York City. The podcast is produced by me, Robin Gelfenbein, and Alex Fulton, who wrote some of the music. And the theme song is by Mark Radcliffe. Special thanks to Matt Fiddler, Megan Deneen, Michael Cedar, Danny Ortiz, Carly Patrone, Jen Waring, and Katie Riley. I'm Robin Gelfenbein. Thanks for listening. Hope you get a piece. And until next time. I'd love to come back. I would. Yes! Yum's the world.